welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What's up, 5%ers, and welcome back to the 5% Radio podcast. Today is episode number 46, and I want to talk to you about the double impact. Napoleon Bonaparte said, nothing is more difficult and therefore more precious than to be able to decide. You know, I've talked about a lot of things on the show, but this is probably uh, one of the most important things, just regardless of what you're doing, because some of these episodes are specific to your finances. Some of these episodes are specific to your health. Some are specific to your, your personal growth. But this one overall as a whole honestly applies to absolutely everything you do. Now, again, the stated goal of this show is to reach as many people with the content that's changed my life, which is primarily towards living a 5% life of financial freedom, of true time and money options. However, that being said, my goal with the show is just to get you the information that has helped me the most and that has overall changed my life so it can do the same thing for you. So I want to talk about decisions today. So life is really, if you break this down, life is a series of seconds, moments, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years. Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, Jesse, that is some profound stuff right there. I know. But really, think about this. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. Those seconds all add up to minutes. Minutes go by like that. Hours go by in your life like that. Days of the week go by like that. Weeks, months, years. How many times have you told someone a story or you've been trying to recall memory and you're like, oh, that was just the other day and your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your best friend or someone who's there with you, one of your family members, it's like, no, John, like that, that was three years ago. And you're like, really? Or you're, you're trying to think of someone and you're like, okay, was that before the pandemic or was that after? Like what, when was that? Okay. But, um, was that, man, was that, man, I've been out of high school that long, or I've been, I've been this that long, or I've been at this job that long, or I, we've been working on this goal that long, or man, our kids are already this old. Like there's Life goes by quickly. Not sure if you guys have noticed that yet, but it goes by incredibly fast. And uh, one of my wife's close friends, her name is Katie, she says the days are long, but the years are short. And it's so, so, so true. And I want you to think about this. So the average life expectancy of a man in the United States is 73. The average life expectancy of a woman is 75. Now, I know the middle is 76. I know. I can do math. Add 3 to 73 at 76. Subtract 3 from 79. I get it. but I would much rather say 75 because it just makes me feel better. So we're going to round down slash up, depending on if you're a male or a female, to 75. So if you're 20, think about this. If your age right now is 20, that means that you have 660 months left to live, assuming you live to the average life expectancy. You could live longer, but you could live less. So if you're going to live to 75 and you're 20 years old right now, you have 600 months left to live. If you wanted to multiply that out into weeks, multiply that by four, four times six is 24. You have 2,400 weeks left to live. Now, if you want to multiply that out into days, the number sounds big, but if you think about it in terms of months, because how many of you a month just goes by like, boop, like it's, it's gone. Like right, right now it's November 20th. As I'm recording this, we're rolling up on Thanksgiving. People keep telling me like, happy Thanksgiving, have a good Thanksgiving. And I'm like, why are they? Oh yeah, it's Thursday. So right now it's Monday. And they keep telling me, like, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then people that I'm not going to see for a while, like, pretty soon we'll be hearing, hey, Merry Christmas. And then, hey, if I don't see you again, have a happy New Year. Hey, how is New Year's? And then 
man, it's spring. It's summer. Like the seasons just tick by, tick, tick, tick. They, they go so, so, so fast. If you're 25 right now, you have 600 months left to live, which might sound like a lot, but again, how fast does a month go by? We'll keep going with this. If you're 30, you have 540 months to live. 35, you have 480 months to live. If you're 40 right now, you have 420 months left to live. You can multiply that out into weeks, days, whatever you want, but it really does not account for an amount to that much when you add it up. Like when you add this up, this can be staggering when you realize how many months ago certain memories actually were. So the decisions that you make in your life can take you in one of two directions. I've talked about this before. It seems like a very simple concept. But if you really begin to think about this, there's a lot that goes into making a decision, and that's really what I want to talk about today. So with bearing in mind how many months you have left to live, the importance of how fast things go, knowing where you want to go in life, and knowing that you only have a certain amount of time left, every single person listening to my voice right now has a number of days left to live. Only God knows that number, but every single person has a number of days. Their days are numbered. They will die. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, that it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Everyone's going to die. None of us is getting out of this alive. So knowing that you only have a certain amount of time left, knowing that decisions are important, think about this. Every time I choose to do one thing, I am automatically and by default choosing not to do another. Again, super deep, right? Duh. Like it, we get this, but do you really get it? Every time I say, I'm doing this, then I'm automatically saying I'm I'm not doing the other thing. And when this becomes a problem is when I'm making the incorrect choice. So follow this line of thinking. If I choose A, I am saying these four things by default without, oh no, I, I'm not actually saying that. If I choose A, option A, if I choose to do A, then I'm saying this. A is my primary focus. It's my priority. There's a quote from Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, and he says this. He says, where... Attention goes, energy flows, meaning whatever my focus is on, like that, that's going to take my energy. And whatever I focus on, I get more of. So by choosing A and not choosing B, I'm saying that A is my primary focus. It's my priority. I'm also saying that I care about A more than I care about B by making this choice. Thirdly, I'm saying I want more of A in my life. Again, where attention goes, energy flows. Whatever I focus on increases, it grows. Whatever I take attention away from whatever I starve, shrinks. And then fourthly and finally, I'm saying that if I continue to get more A than I do B, I will be happy with that consequence and the impact that will have on my future long-term. I will be happy if I get more of the thing that I'm choosing right now and less of the thing that I'm saying no to. So again, the four things that I'm saying automatically whenever I choose something, when I make a decision, you've got to choose wisely because every decision, every yes is also a no. Every no is also a yes. Every I don't want that is also an I want this. Every I do not desire to go in this direction anymore is also an automatically by default a choice of I desire to go in this direction instead. I want to stop doing this and start doing that or start doing this and stop doing this. I'm saying these four things. Number one, A is my primary focus, my priority. Number two, I care about A more than I care about B. Number three, I want more of A and less of B. And number four, if I continue to get more of A than I do of B, then I will be happy with that consequence in the impact on my future long-term. So I'm going to break this down to a really simple example. So if I choose to sleep in, and by sleep in, I mean like I snooze my alarm a couple times, I get up late, I start my day late, I skipped whatever kind of uh, routine I have in the morning, okay? So 
A is my primary focus. That means my priority is sleeping in. I care more about sleeping in than I care about looking at my goals, focusing, and getting myself aligned with what my purpose is, and making sure that I've started my day on a firm foundation. I want more sleeping in and less focus on my goals, my future, where I'm going, and making sure that I get my head straight. And also, if I continue to sleep in and have less focus on my goals, start my day on kind of a unsure footing, you know, not really feeling that great. My mindset's not right. I haven't fed myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever that is. I haven't really directed myself that day. I'm happy with those consequences and the impact that will have on my future long-term because that's where I want to go. Now, last time you slept in, last time you snoozed your alarm, you probably didn't go through all of those Yes, sleeping in is my primary focus. It's my priority. I care more about sleeping in than I care about my goals or the things that I told myself that I was going to do that morning. I I want more sleeping in and less of my goals. I want to go in the future direction of where I have set for myself. I want to go there less. And if I continue to sleep in more and and focus on my goals less, then I'm actually, I'm happy with those consequences and impact on my future long-term. You probably didn't say that. But again, every yes is also a no. Every no is also a yes. So really, and I apologize if this comes off harsh, you did say that. You really did say that because you chose to sleep in. Last time you ate junk food or you skipped the gym or you, you know, let your mouth fly and told someone how you feel, like any of that kind of stuff. Last time you chose not to do the thing that you should have done. See, there's something Alex Hermosi calls the self-coach, meaning you don't have to hire someone. You don't have to pay big money, hire a fancy coach. A lot of people hire these coaching programs, and I have friends that do coaching, and that's that's great. There's, there's a need for it. People do need coaches. The highest levels of everything you look at People have coaches. I have coaches. I know friends that um, are personal trainers and they are nutritionists and stuff like that. And they pay people to do what they already know how to do because it helps them more. Like, think about that. I already know how to do what I need to do. I already know how to write meal plans. I already know how to train myself. I already know how to lift weights. I already know how to whatever, get myself in better shape, lose more body fat. I know how to do it but I still hire someone because coaching is that important. So the self-coach says, step out of the situation. If you were to hire someone, pay them big bucks to get you to your goals and dreams, what would they tell you? Well, the self-coach would probably go through this right here. Hey, you should sleep in less. You should go to the gym more. You should be more disciplined in your finances. You should probably work on growing your mind because who you are right now can't go into the future, the bright new future, the shiny new future that you want. As Chris Brady says, a CEO of a company, follow all of the stuff that he writes, he speaks and He says, you can't take your old crappy self into a bright new future because you'd only just darken it. Like, I can't take who I am now to making six figures a month because me now will find a way to lose six figures a month because I'm not ready for that. So I have to grow. Every time, every single time I choose to crack open a book and I've read for five years straight, have not missed a single, and I mean a single day, even when I had the coronavirus, even when I had COVID-19, like not like asymptomatic, like, oh, I tested, like I never took a test. I had every single symptom of sleeping like 23 hours a day, could not eat, sweat through all of my clothes, our sheets, our mattress cover, like down to our mattress multiple days in a row. Like I was, I was super sick having breathing issues. Like I, I was, I was seriously concerned. It was absolutely ridiculous what that did to my body. I still read during that season. And if I couldn't read, I had my wife read to me. Not an audiobook, not YouTube, not Audible, not Hoopla. I didn't put a podcast on. I had my wife read in the book that I was reading. And I had her pick up where I left off and read 10 full pages. Not nine and a half, not eight and a half, not 
not, uh, oh, I think that was 10, man, it felt like 10. I had her read 10 pages because that is my bare minimum every single day over five years now. Coming up on six years, I've read every single day. I put positive information in my brain every single day. Why? Because personal growth and reaching my goals and dreams is my priority, my primary focus of where I'm going right now in life. I care about my personal growth journey, getting my goals, getting my dreams more than I care about doing things that I would enjoy more like, hey, let's watch a movie every single night instead of reading. Hey, why don't I just hop on YouTube and scroll until I fall asleep? Man, that'd be easy. Why don't I just look at my Facebook feed? I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have Instagram on my phone. I took the YouTube app off my phone. I'm still on YouTube, probably more than I should be, but I took it off my phone. So again, what do you want more of? What do you want less of? What should you stop? What should you start? What direction should you decide? I'm not going that way anymore. I'm switching and I'm going here. There's a word that you probably haven't heard recently and most people don't use very often, but it's it's repentance. And repentance, by definition, is I'm going in direction number one, and I decide to stop, turn, and begin going in direction number two. So I want you to think about this, though, because a lot of people say, well, I, I'm not making bad decisions. I'm actually, I'm just not making decisions at all. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm doing whatever else. I'm just, I'm not making any decisions. Well, not making a decision is a decision. I, I'm not going to decide. I used to have a friend, he would say, I'm Switzerland, meaning I'm neutral. I'm not going to take a side. He was still making a decision to not support either party. Poor decisions can be learned from, improved upon in the future, and coached. Like, you can, you can draw lessons from that. No decision at all, though, cannot be improved and it cannot be learned from. You can't coach nothing, just like you can't steer a parked car. If you called me right now and you're like, hey, I'm I'm headed to your house. I'm on my way. Should I turn left or right? And I'm like, what road are you on? You're like, well, I'm going to be on Main Street soon. I'm like, well, are you driving? Well, no. But when I, when I start driving, like what, like what, what should I do? Like what, what direction should, well, like it'd be best if you just started. Like if you just started driving first, that, that would be good. That would just start making decisions first and then find out if you're making the right decisions. Don't be like, I'm going to wait long enough to make the perfect decision. Like, I don't want to take a wrong turn. I'm going to make sure I do this totally right. And then you decide nothing and you sit and you sit and you sit. Indecision kills you. Indecision has killed more dreams than incorrect actions. Like most men fail because of broken focus. Most people don't fail because they're not making decisions. Most people don't fail because they're always making the wrong choices. They fail because of broken focus. Broken focus means I've forgotten or don't know what my priority is, my focus. I don't know where it should be. I don't know which thing I care more about, my long-term goals or short-term what feels good now. I don't know if I want more of A or more of B. I don't know And if I continue to do this and I get more of this and less of that, I don't know if I'll be happy with those consequences long-term and the impact on my future. I'm not really sure. Broken focus is an absolute killer. And I want you to think about this regarding decisions. Your self-esteem is built on what you do consistently, constantly, repetition, over time. You giving yourself congruency or lack of congruency, meaning what I said is what I did. What I do is what I say. I walk the talk and I talk the walk. Everything I do, lines up with what I say. Maybe you're not there right now. Maybe maybe 90% or maybe 80, maybe 70, 60, 50, 40, maybe only one out of three times what you say is actually what you do. Or maybe people know that when you say something, oh, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Maybe they know that your your strength of decision is so weak. And I'm not trying to be harsh here, but you know what, what do you have to look at? In the Bible, King David was praying and he said, search me, oh God. Like he, he literally just said like, what, what needs fixed basically? And for me, I'm always looking 
to learn. I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to make sure that I'm making decisions that can move me forward in every area, in my marriage, in my parenting, in my health, in my finances, in my career. Like every, I say career, I work for myself, but like everything that I'm doing, I'm always looking to grow. Things that grow continue to live. Things that don't grow die. Your self-esteem is built on what you do continually. You are what you repeatedly do. Your self-esteem is built on the actions that you've taken up to now and what that says about you. And I want you to think this. Every single time you're making a decision, am I stacking up evidence for or against myself? Am I stacking up evidence for or against the person that I really want to be? Is this decision right now going to support the fact that, yes, you are moving in that direction? Yes, you are that kind of person. Yes, you will live that kind of life. Yes, you have those gifts, those abilities, those skills, those talents. Yes, you will achieve those dreams Or is it evidence against you to where I say, hey, I'm going to fill in the blank. I'm going to go do A and your brain's like, no, you're not. You remember that time over and over and over and over. Remember, again, go listen to episode one. If you don't understand all this thoughts, feelings, actions, results, if you don't understand like how how your brain works, you've got to stack up evidence for yourself. All actions cast votes. You can cast votes for future you, meaning this is going to support, this is going to give you, if, if all of your decisions either dug a hole or threw dirt on top of what's already growing, a growing mound or you're digging a hole, you can dig yourself deeper getting further away from your dreams and goals or you can pile that up higher and higher and higher getting to the point where you can reach your goals. So is this decision right now, am I casting a vote for my future positive best version of myself or am I casting a vote for the opposite, the negative, the unfulfilled potential, the person that never did anything with their life, the person that was always lazy, that never made the right choices, that always took the easy way out? There's a story of a press conference for Jesse Owens after he came back from the 1936 Olympics, which was in Germany. And he had just won four gold medals. He beat Hitler in his own country, which obviously would have been disgraceful. If you don't know anything about Jesse Owens, he was also black. Hitler hated anything that was not the Aryan, like basically white people, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like he was super racist, dude, had all kinds of just major issues. But so this is the beauty of the story, though. So, so Jesse Owens, who's not only not German and from the U.S., who they're at war with, but he's also black. Like, everything that Hitler stands against, this guy was. And in 1936, he won four gold medals. He won the 100-meter dash. He won the 200-meter dash. He won the long jump. And then he also competed in and won the four-person, four-by-100 relay. And one of the interviewers asking this, like, how did you do it, Jesse? Like, you just beat Hitler in his own country. You disgraced him. Four gold medals. How'd you do it? The fastest man in the world. How did you do it? And Jesse Owens said, oh, I think it all began when I was a kid back in junior high. My coach made a speech, and I'll never forget the main thing he said was, you can pretty well become whatever you make up your mind to be. Told him this as a junior high kid. And Jesse Owens, young kid, looks up at his coach, and he shouted, Coach, I've already decided what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the fastest man in the world. And he said this. He said, my coach looked down at me, this little skinny, scrawny kid, and he said, Jesse, that's a great dream. The fact is, Jesse, I don't know if I've ever heard such a great dream. There's only one problem with your dream, Jesse. Little Jesse Owens, junior high, looks up at his coach. You can picture this. And he says, what's that, coach? And his coach says, dreams have a way of floating high in the sky. They just float up there like clouds. Dreams never become realities unless you have the courage to build a ladder 
to reach them. Jesse Owens looks at his coach and he says, how do I build a ladder, coach? How do I build ladders to my dreams? How do I do that? He says, you build it one step at a time. One step at a time. See, here's the point. Every decision you make is taking a run, taking a step, taking and making progress up towards the top of that ladder or you're going down. Down is the life that you live now. Down is where you're stuck at or maybe even worse than you've ever been off. Down is the person that wastes their potential. They say the richest place is not the diamond mines or the gold mines or any of that other stuff. It's not a jewelry store or a bank or, you know, a mint where they print money. It's none of that stuff, but it's in the graveyards because it's there that people continually made the wrong decisions, went the wrong direction, and left so much potential there. Are you climbing up? Are you going down? Are you digging a hole or are you adding to this growing mound? Are you getting closer? Are you getting further away? Every single decision you make has an impact. Again, nothing is more difficult and therefore more precious than to be able to decide Napoleon Bonaparte. So here's the takeaway. Here's some questions to ask yourself. Am I acting in a way that will get me what I really want long-term? The key is really want long-term. Am I acting in a way, questions to ask yourself. Number one, am I acting in a way that will really get me what I want long-term? Question number two is, will this bring me pleasure or happiness? Well, what's the difference? Pleasure is, man, it feels good right now, short-term, this is awesome. Happiness is long-term because you made the right decisions when they weren't convenient, but you move towards what you wanted and therefore because you have more of what you wanted and you have less of the short-term pleasure, instant gratification, I want it now, I just can't wait. That's happiness because you've intentionally created something by making the right decisions over and over and over and over again. So question number two to ask yourself, is this going to bring me pleasure or happiness? Question number three, would I be proud of others knowing that I made this decision? Man, this one's tough. I heard a guy say, he said, would the boy that I was be proud of the man that I am? Would I be proud? Would the little girl that I was, if you're a gal, would the girl that you were be proud of the woman you are today? Would I be proud of others knowing that I made this decision? Because what you do in darkness will come out in light. The things that you think that no one notices that, no, oh, that's no one's going to know that I slacked off on this or made the wrong choice or slept in or ate junk food or skipped the gym or made poor financial decisions. Long term, everything will catch up to you. You reap what you sow. Number four, does my walk align with my talk? Do I say the things that I'm going to do and do I do what I say? When I say something to people, no, man. Jesse said that. John said that. Susie said that. Like, he or she is going to do what they say. Does my walk align with my talk? That's number four. Number five is would my future self thank me for this or would my future self regret having made this decision? Because every single time you make a poor choice, you choose the easy way out. You make a short-term thinking decision. You choose instant gratification. You choose pleasure over long-term happiness. Every time you do the wrong thing and take yourself in the wrong direction away from your goals, away from what you really want, you're stealing from an old person. Every time I blow money right now, I'm stealing from me a year, five years, 10 years, 50 years down the road. Every time I waste time and don't spend it with my kid, I'm stealing memories from an old person who only gets certain amounts of memories. Every time I miss an evening with my wife, I'm stealing a memory 
of another night hanging out with my wife. Whatever that would be. Every time I skip a date night with my wife, I'm stealing a memory that could have been made from someone who one day is going to be laying in a deathbed knowing that their seconds are slipping away from them and that their life is, is just about over. Do you want to give something to older you or do you want to take something? It's your choice and ultimately, it's your decision.